Robots Radio presents... Today's chat is brought to you by, well, all of your support. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through Podbean's crowdfunding, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a patron of the FFC, please be sure to visit our website and click on the support link. Even a single dollar helps. And for those of you who are already patrons, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search. Focus that fire! And so we come together! Welcome to Focused Fire Chat! Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, reported live on September 25th, 2020, over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. As always, I want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This week's episodes, or episode we don't know quite yet, are going to be focused around exploring the major players in the battle against the darkness. Uh, This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the intro session of the week's exploration. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 And this is the, I have been doing everything, tabletop, RPG, critical role, D20s, green-eyed music lover. Longer intro than normal, but it's fine. And this is the Saint-14 Stand Saints Workshop. Yee. Our good friend Saint has joined us again. And actually, Saint, I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit. We were talking about 3D printing at the beginning, and I... For those of you who are listening to podcast form of this, I am holding up a D20 that a friend of ours, uh, Rhino666, who also does 3D printing, gave both Blue and I these D20s at GuardianCon last year. And I was curious what 3D printing stuff that you've got on the horizon for your your uh, your workshop. So currently, um, I don't have any major, major projects going on. I have a... Uh, kit for a Destiny 1 fusion rifle printing uh, to go out to you know whoever wanted it. And then um, I am repairing mm-hmm. my last big project um, because I received it back in three pieces, my Vexmith class. So that's, that's yeah. I'm not going to say fun. I can't even fake that. But it's it'll yeah. be alright once I get it fixed. And then after that, I'm not entirely sure yet. I have... About four or five different files I'm deciding between on what I want to do. Um, it can. It's either going to be Titanfall or Destiny related, but I'm not sure. Okay. Can we kind of get a, a sneak peek of what you're thinking about working on? Or um, as far as those options? I found two absolutely ridiculous options I could do if I wanted to really go overboard. Um, mm-hmm. I got a file for a Ronin Titan Sword from Titanfall 2. Or yeah, um, if I happen to just win a stupid amount of money where I can afford to do it, I would do the plasma railgun from North Star because that is the best Titan in the game. Don't come at me. Um, <laughs> that or uh, Destiny related. Um, I have a file for Shaq's helmet. I really want that. Seems like a standard one to do. And I really want to because mm-hmm. I really enjoy Shaq's or um, Traveler's Chosen. I really like Traveler's Chosen. 
And that'd be a nice, simple project to knock out. So, one that would be pretty thematic, considering what's been what's come out fairly recently. It's been what a week or two since the Traveler's Chosen Quest came out. I believe out? so, but I'm losing track of time lately. So. <laughs> yeah, I think we all have. And when you, sorry, when you have um, much of your daily life revolves around days of the week that have to do with releases within game when there's not a release or there's a delay in release it feels like time stretches a little bit yeah um i mean i still have a job that rotates through but it's i work weekends there so Mm -hmm. it's not a it's not a good way to structure my week around really so and plus i'm i would do a hawk moon because it's supposedly coming back in beyond light but i already did it Mm -hmm. i don't want to do another one yeah, I mean, I think Traveler's Chosen is a fairly simple, like, not simple per se, but like a straightforward one. I would be interested in seeing the Ronin sword, because I may have enjoyed playing Ronin a bit more than um, your not, real gun. I'm not gonna lie, I, the only reason I didn't choose Ronin is because in like my first two games of Titanfall, literally every other person was Ronin. So mm-hmm. I was just like, uh, I'm not doing that. And it's mobility. You gotta love the mobility. Yeah, but North Star has the same mobility, and a sniper yeah. rifle, which I only use the Kraber in Titanfall too, so it fits. I gotcha. So, what else have you been playing since we are we are in kind of a lull for the game? So, I have been grinding out for Honor. That is probably my okay. second favorite game of this generation. And I know it's not going to get a sequel because it kind of flopped when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I I think there was still a good amount of people who were still covering it. I remember Mr. Fruit did a lot of videos on For Honor, and it just seemed like it was very PvP-focused and not so is. much anything um, else. Yeah, They released limited-time PvE modes, but it's really just okay. PvP modes with bots playing the enemies. Yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. PvP focused. Um, oh yeah, if y'all don't know, it's or if anyone in the chat doesn't know, it's basically someone said, "What if we had a game where knights, samurai, and Vikings could fight?" And that's mm-hmm. all it is. Um, really enjoy it because the game itself has one of my favorite, probably the best. I'm gonna say this, but it's probably the best 3D fighting game system I've ever played. I haven't played all of okay. the 3D fighting games, but out of the ones I've played, it's got a really good deep system compared to like Mordhau and stuff. Um, but it, and plus it fat balances this line between stylized and realistic character design. You know, like if you look at a picture of an actual knight armor, it looks, it doesn't mm-hmm. look that cool, honestly. I mean, it looks kind of cool, but right. then they, they do the same thing in Rainbow Six Siege. Where all the operators look semi-realistic. They're believable looking. But their abilities are kind of not... Turned up. (laughs) I mean, they got a dude who literally just runs through walls. I mean... Is it Tachanka? I can't think of his name. Tachanka, that's who it is. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking... The funny thing is, he probably has the most realistic ability out of most of the people in that game. Because he just puts out a big machine gun. and a giant shield. Yeah, which I don't know where he keeps that, but... <laughs> Who knows? But, I just remember, like, you watch 
Man at Arms on Twitter. Yeah. He loves playing Siege Six, and so he memes constantly in that game. And Tachanka is a, who he loves to meme. It's a with. game I regularly revisit, um, and then I mm-hmm. realize I'm terrible at it and step yeah. away. So yeah, I, we have. We've had a few people around ask if anybody in FFC has played uh, Among Us, since that is the hot game at the moment. And I know that Blue has not. I have. Have you played Among Us at all, Sam? Yes, I've played it a couple nights. I haven't gotten to play a ton of games yet, but it's more of just whenever I find a group. Yeah. it It's a lot yeah. of fun, but I, I'm not playing it a ton. Clue in space. That's what I think of it as. It's like, well, almost cursed on it. Space opera. Clue. Yeah. Um, I played fifteen games of it and haven't gotten imposter a single time. Wait, no, no. I got one round of imposter. Oh man, one round of imposter. Okay. And uh, I was playing on a laptop and I was struggling to hit the kill button, so Mm -hmm. I killed exactly two people before I was voted off. I killed one person right in front of another person because I just got frustrated and they're about to win. And whenever they called the emergency meeting, he voted me because I was walking weird. Not he apparently didn't see the person I killed right in front of him. So and I got voted out for walking weird. So Yeah. I the one time I played imposter, I there was somebody in the chat because I was doing the text based chat. Same. And they were trying to vote me off pretty quickly and nobody would believe them because I only said one thing the entire time. Ay, ay, ay. It's like, oh, well. It was fine. We ended up winning. It was fine. I, I, I don't know how many mind games I would actually be able to play, especially if we did a voice chat on it, because I am not a great liar. I can do it, but I tend to give myself away. It also depends on anyway. who we have in the voice chat. Because if it's Ben and I playing, it's going to go sideways very quickly anyway. <laughs> I would be a way better crewmate if we had voice chat, but I would probably be a terrible imposter. Because there's so many times where like I catch someone in a way that's hard to explain in that short text chat. Like one uh-huh. time I was watching cameras. I, I watch cameras all the time, pretty much. But um, mm-hmm. I saw someone go in a room that only had one exit and they never came out. And I was trying to explain that in because they vented across the way right i was going to try to explain that in text chat but then it turns out he vented right behind me and killed me so yeah that was not fun and then he ended up winning i just like watching videos on it at this point it's pretty funny to see some of the different streamers you'll get a groups of streamers together and they're just yelling at each other and it's who can yell at each other the most efficiently my favorite series so far is probably mr fruits videos um, mm-hmm. Just because that group's been doing stuff together so long, plus their TTT yeah. videos were so good that it they already have been through this kind of game, so they all have mm-hmm. specific ways how they play these games, and it makes it so much more entertaining. Oh yeah, awesome. Well, I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's too much else we really, as far as like general stuff to talk about. We should probably get into kind of the more meat and potatoes of this episode which is going to be quite frankly it's going to be me being the conspiracy theory guy aliens a little bit for about as long as blue lets me that works for me blue (laughs) yeah 
You want to do a quick ad break before we jump into that? Yeah, do you want to do an ad break before or after announcements? After. Okay. Let's do announcements. Okay, so real quick, um, we so we had, I know this feels like this probably is going to create some digital whiplash for people, <laughs> but I have a couple of big ones. Um, let me read, I had it written down. Uh, the first one that I want to do is we're actually going to stay on WordPress. Uh, I just, I've discussed... I actually had a lot of really good conversations um, with multiple people that ranged from people who use it just to like read stuff on to uh, a very, very, really, really detailed technical analysis of the whole thing with uh, Cornholio from The Destiny Show. And um, basically, after multiple conversations and going through it and different stuff, um, we're going to stay with it. We're going to stay with the WordPress. We're going to stay that course. Um, it just makes more sense to go that route after, again, after the multiple chats I've had. Um, we are going to keep the subreddit open since we did pull the trigger and have that go live. Um, but the primary, that is not going to be the primary route for distribution of like the weekly lore roundups and articles. So like the Destiny Armory defined articles the weekly lore roundups um any of the community updates from the the lore network in general is going to be all on the website uh the subreddit is going to be predominantly um kind of like a question and answer board really um we do have a new layout of the website i've i've redesigned the focus of the website i think it does a lot more justice to what we're actually trying to do with it um there's a lot more heavy focus on the members of the lore network instead of the articles uh because there's just a there's a lot of going on there the um one of the big things that i did also do was i was able to pull in a uh, uh, content feed from Reddit. So actually, as things get published on Reddit, they will actually show up as news links, basically, over on the website. So please feel free, go check out the website, and it's thelornetwork.com. And again, please, please, please let me know what you think about that. Um, if there's anything I can do that, you know, you want you want to see, like I have um, our our summary of the Destiny timeline, I have that more prominent i have um i'm gonna start trying to do the dialogue stuff again i've got the tools that i was using to do that working again so i'm gonna start trying to collect those um i have you know the the rolodex of all the light bearers from the destiny universe that i have um i'm gonna try to put that on there as well so there's a lot of different resources that i think i can get in there but i want to know if that's of interest to people um so just let me know um also just a quick let me see Da, 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 da. Yep. Um, also, my second one was just a quick reminder. We do have actually a sponsor link to Loot Crate. Um, and they and the reason I bring this up is because Loot Crate is doing... So they did a Halo-themed one, the Legendary Crate, which is like a, a very specific focus. That's kind of their new thing is they're doing specific focus for like quarterly loot crates. Um, they announced, I think, a month or two ago that they're doing a Destiny one. Um, so if mm-hmm. if there's of any interest in that um, hit up, we have I have the uh, link in our live chat right now. I will put the link in the show notes as well. Um, currently, our show notes are still going to be predominantly housed on Podbean. I am trying to think if there's a better way to distribute those. Uh, I don't know how many people 
use the show notes. Uh, so please let me know if that's if there's a preferred method as well on that. Um, but I'll put I'll put a, the sponsor link over there on the show notes currently on Podbean for that. If you are interested in you know buying it, it's not anything extra. What it does is it kicks back. It's it's basically a, the standard um, sponsor affiliate link. Uh, you use the link and then they give us a portion. Basically, it's nothing extra for for you. Um, but yeah, ba- basically, a big big thing for me is let me know thoughts on the new site layout. Um, I just I I love hearing feedback, whether it's you know whether it's criticism, whether it's keep doing it this way. I, I don't care. I because when I hear stuff, that's how I know that it's actually being consumed or it's it's needing to do something better if it's like this is stupid you need to do this and this and this please let me know um we will redesign whatever we can to make it easier for you guys to use because that's the entire point of it um but yeah that, that was the two big ones that i had cool well let's do a quick ad break and then we'll get right back into it have you ever wondered how deep the elder scrolls lore rabbit hole goes have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are Dragon Breaks? How does Chim work? Where did the Dwemer go? And more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening and catch you later in the grey maybe of Tamriel. Okay, bear with me. I paint a picture for you. Imagine a cosmic chessboard where players of light, players of dark, and rogue players, gray players, we'll call them, are in between, all vying for different positions on that chessboard. But... When you look at it, the only ones you can actually see, at least fully, are your white players and gray players. Right now, in D2, that's kind of where we're at, because we are dealing with specifically the fact that a lot of major players have been positioning themselves for this final cosmic battle, quote-unquote final cosmic battle. But we also have... Zavathun, Callus, a few other players that you're just like, okay, I'm not quite sure where you're at. So, it's been a long time since we've seen some of these players and how they're actually interacting. And I really wanted to do an episode where we just kind of break it down. Where's everybody at? Where was everybody the last time we saw them? And if we have any information about where they're going. Seems like a pretty pretty uh convoluted it is it's convoluted little story but for both um blue and saint for this episode if you guys are like if you guys want to help jump in you're more than welcome to if you also want to be like hey i have questions on how you got this and how you got this connected please do that i realize that this is a really weird topic but we're gonna cover a lot of different players from particularly the light side or the gray side. Um, and it's going to start with who's talking to whom at this point. And the first grouping we have is Drifter and Eris. 
obviously with the Banterite Contact. We have Eris, Ikora, and Asher, Marasov and Osiris, Marasov and the Exo Stranger, Zavala and Ikora, and then Zavala, Anna Bray, and Rasputin. Um, are there any other ones that you guys can think of who have been chatting together or have interactions together that I've kind of missed out on? Uh, Osiris and Saint Fourteen. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying because we we have the the primary reason I say that is because the drops that are going to be relevant to the Festival of Loss we got three entries all three of them are about the two of them now it's not like a huge revelation on the story other than in my opinion confirming some inferences but we won't go down that road um candy corn is a thing it's so cute candy corn is a thing it's so cute <laughs> I I remember when I first read that I was like oh my god I can't wait for Green to read this <laughs> Wait, what am I what? missing here? So, in the new cards, there's been... She's like, I just... Since I'm, I'm just going to break out and talk about it. It's fine. Um, Saint-14 and Osiris have been a, a yeah. thing as far as, like... Either really, really close friends or more than just friends. It's... Yeah. And the new cards for Festival of the Lost kind of make it... It could be taken yeah. either direction. Okay. There's a moment where Saint-14 basically tells Osiris that he is going to eat the candy corn. Like, he forces yeah. Osiris okay. to eat I the candy corn, which is hilarious. Yeah. It's so cute. I don't know. Which, which do you <laughs> like? I haven't highlighted, which do I haven't you like highlighted more, it for the live chat. Floor entry or Eris Morning the Pineapple? <laughs> oh, God, that's hard. They're, I mean, they're both really, yeah. really cute and funny. They're, yeah, it's they've just been, the pineapple story. They've mm. been doing a lot more of those recently, you know, with the Eris and the pineapple, the candy corn, Ashermere and the Titan bringing mm-hmm. in him just like drinking alcohol when he asks her isopropyl mm-hmm. alcohol. Yeah, you know, they've been doing that a lot more mm-hmm. recently. Yeah, there's been a lot of tongue in cheek and humor, different kind of humor than there's been in a while, which is, it's nice. It helps lighten things. I think with um, Saint and Osiris that they're not... The problem I have with Saint and Osiris is that Osiris specifically has a... He's been moving towards this ending conflict, right? Like, he's been working towards... Working with Marasov. He's been working with um, various guardians on preventing the big collapse in his mind. But Saint doesn't seem to have that drive as much as just being a vendor and being back and being happy again. Like, there's not a whole lot of depth to what he's doing now that he's out of the Vex Network. He's very much waiting for it to appear in front of him. It's, I mean, that's kind of how he's always been. I mean, I do think he would go and find someone fight when there's no one right in front of him. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it, they're kind of really leaning into he only worries about what's right in front of him, you know, and he's worried about the city right now. He's not worried about the people coming to destroy the city. He's just worried about the city yeah. itself. And He did talk about how he's gone down into the city and seen the laughter and happiness that's down there. So, that But is, then again, he might yeah, be kind of using that as his excuse to justify him staying where he's happy for once, you know? 
So yeah, I was mm-hmm. gonna say Saint Saint also has in my mind one of the best excuses to not have to do anything for a while is, hey, you've been dead for decades, and <laughs> come back and enjoy life for a while. Well, I mean, even then, right. I mean, before he was dead for decades, he was fighting Vex for untold right. amounts of years. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he was a one that, man three hundred fallen. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I as far as Saint goes, I think there is opportunity for him to go and be a part of this a little bit more in depth as far as where everything's going. There are snippets of what he could be moving towards because there was a whole talk about him possibly becoming the next speaker right like that was a theory for a while there so i don't know if he actually is going to move that route but it's possible um chat chat also Hmm? has uh mithrax and his guardian friends uh all right um osiris and rasputin and then tyra karn and ephrodite also uh also running out there and aramis yeah. Yeah. But now we don't know if Varix is in communication with Aramis. Oh, okay. But but we know that at least Varix is back. Yeah. Varix is back. And- I'm gonna be very interested to see how people react to that, um, like in game and how that gets taken oh. up. Have you seen the oh Twitter argument and it's, on this? And it's one of those self fulfilling problems. Uh, I'm hoping. Time. I'm hoping it's on the point that I hope that I think it is. It's but... the same point as Aldrin. Well, there's that. This kind of that, but like there was a guy who was like, "That's Savathun," oh. which I'm like, "Oh, no, okay." No, but that's the reason why one. he said that is because there's no clicking in Varix's voice actor. There's not the same vocal patterns, oh, nor the okay. same speech yeah, pattern. He did speak I was words I remember him speaking. But. Yeah, Dancy, Dancy, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page as Dancy's looking forward to Beric's non-apology twit tweet. <laughs> well, the, the whole area- if everyone remembers, Varix is the reason the prison had a riot that mm-hmm. led. Cade getting shot. I'm sorry that you feel bad that Cade died. That's what he's gonna say. Yeah, it's like I'm like, it's like he shouldn't have been there. Like, <laughs> yeah, Varix is just. Oh I'm god, sorry, your I'm, I'm interested. Died. What's what's that? Black flag. Sorry, in chat. your friend I'm died. Sorry, your friend died. Oh god. <laughs> I'm sorry, he died in a freak accident. I had nothing to do with. <laughs> I mean. People are already headhunting yeah, anybody who has any positive things to say about Varix. It's just like what happened with Aldrin. And, at it's, least with Aldrin, you could tie a direct line. Varix <laughs> didn't know Cade was going to get called there. Varix didn't really know what was going to happen after he let people out. He was maybe thinking, you know, just they'll disperse and a few prison guards would die. You know, he wasn't expecting yeah. to call the Dancy's. Hunter Vanguard there. And then the hunter Varengard to try to fight all eight barons at the same time, and then pull out his ghost in front of a sniper. So, yeah. So where do we think Mithrax is at this point? Like Mithrax, last time um, we saw him was the uh, zero hour mission, correct? Like that was the last time I remember. Didn't we get a card? Him, was there any that, lore on he, him? Well, the card doesn't say where he is. It just says he's like in a ship with his guardians. Was that before zero hour? I think that was right before Zero Hour, because I think that was when he... I think that was 
dirt and zero or uh, oh yeah that was yeah, him deciding to go hour. there without his mm-hmm. two guardians because the okay. guardians were like do you trust them yeah Which, mm-hmm. so we basically yeah, don't know where he is because he just probably wouldn't just hang out at well his model's still there well, at then, the farm if you have the quest but did the whole thing right. with truth happen after zero hour or was that before zero hour that was season of opulence and i i generally don't know <laughs> Because that's when we I think we literally stole candy from came a baby. Out afterwards. We literally stole but, candy from a fallen baby. <laughs> give me right. that give me that rocket launcher. Okay, so Varix what if Varix and Mithrax become buddy buddy? There's I no instance, there's no lore or anything like that, but I hope they're at least rivals I mean, first, at least. I mean yeah, I see Mithrax as being in po- opposition to Varix, to be honest. You think? Yeah, because Varix has claimed Varix has claimed Kel of Kells. Has he actually yep. claimed like yep. he that has he said thing, it? Yep, that was the last thing he said. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Because uh, that was one of the last things that he said with um, I can't remember what the book was. Okay, I looked it up, and Zero Hour did come out before Truth. It, was it only, did come out before Truth? It was okay. only a week before, but... Right, Truth came out yeah. afterwards. As far as... I'm trying to think some of the other ones. You said Mithrax, you said Varix. Who else did you say Blue or Chat say? Uh, Tyra and Ephrodite. Tyra and Ephrodite. Ephrodite hasn't really been heard from since she went back to her colony, has she? We don't the... really know. Oh, okay. So he doesn't say Kel of Kells. He says, I become Varix the Kel, house judgment envoy to the Elixni people. How? Okay. One point of order. How can you be a Kel if you have nobody else in your house? I mean, does that automatically make you a Kel? Doesn't that automatically? I was about to say, doesn't that automatically make you the? But Varix also has he's... the Elder Cipher. That's another thing that you have to remember right. with it. Like he he has also I, he has all the tools. They might go the route of Varix will recognize someone when he like if someone comes along like Mithrax or something that can be the Kellicals. I they might mm-hmm. play it off like Varix will recognize that he's. That person, uh, I could see that, and then he I will relinquish okay. it. You know, he he won't he won't fight someone he thinks is worthy of it. So they might go that That's route true, to because avoid Varix coming across his as a entire, bad guy. Yeah, because that was his entire hmm. bone to pick with Skolas was he wasn't worthy. Yeah, right. I wonder what it requires for somebody to be worthy, but I just um, basically what about honor, like like that was his thing for Skolas was Skolas killed innocents. And that was the well, final straw for I mean, Varys was children he killed too, civilians. So, I mean, but I guess that, I mean, I guess none right, of those but were Skolas, Kells, but... Well, no, but wasn't Skolas, that House Devils, though? Yeah. And, like, the ones back on Earth? Well, and that was the that was the boogeyman tale. But with mm-hmm. the thing with Varys and Skolas, it was the slaughter of the Awoken civilians, where they actually... Skolas actually, instead of going after a military unit, he actually targeted civilian structures uh, and and actually like massacred innocents who were not involved in the fight. And that's when Varix was like, "No, like I can't. That's not. I I don't. I don't accept that." That's when he betrayed him to Mara. Okay, that makes sense. 
the last time Ephrodite was around was the during the last bit of Iron, the Iron Lords type thing, right? Like mm-hmm. she left after she was done being vendor for Iron Banner, and went back to yeah, her think, colony. Well, as far as we know, yeah. The only thing that we've re- like the 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 stuff that we've seen from Ephrodite recently have has not been current events. It's Recent, been, it's been yeah memories of yeah her like killing Satan and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was involved. It in would the be Red interesting War. if she's out there. If she's out where we're at, because we don't know where that colony is. Correct. Do we? There we know it's. We know that. I think it was the outer planets, the outer system. Mm-hmm. So it would be technically, a, or I mean, that is a very, very large space. But I mean, technically, it would be in the the zone that Europa would be. Yeah, I feel like it's possible for her to come back, but I feel like it's more likely they might just save her for one of the mid year updates mm-hmm. or something if they decide to bring Maybe. her back. Rather than bring her back in Beyond Light, because in Beyond Light we're already getting the Stranger, Eris, Drifter, and Varix all in the same place. So I doubt they'll bring Ephrodite to Europa also. Might get a little cluttered. Well, I'm also just thinking, as from a financial standpoint, one of the things that's always stuck with me is that when we got to talk with John at Guardian Con a year ago, Two, a year and a half ago now it's been a forever um, one of the things he mentioned is they only have so much that they're able so many resources that they're able to devote to so many voice actors and they'll have more with Beyond Light because it is going to be a bigger release than they have been able to do recently but there's still a limitation on how many voice actors you can pull in um, people that I want to continue to talk about I want to actually talk a little bit about the Vanguard because the ones we've mentioned so far, I think the only ones that I would say have a more active role in the cosmic battle ahead is Varix, right? Like, Varix is there at least on uh, Europa dealing with whatever we're doing out there. But I really don't think that... St. Fourteen's got much to do with it. I really don't think that we're going to have much from Tyra, even though Tyra's still doing her thing on the farm. And is the farm going away? Like, is that one of the... uh, That's going to be weird. I wonder where she's going to end up. I mean, I might still say she's there, uh, they just don't let us go there anymore. Maybe. Uh, I didn't think anything in the EDZ was going away, but uh, Ikora... Ikora has been staying in the tower primarily, and her and Zavala both have been functioning more as a go-between for different things. Um, Ikora's primary go-between has been with Eris in particular, and even then, Eris actually has some not-so-nice things to say about it. Um the quote from Seed of Silver Wings says, Now, Ikora, to the matter of your inquiry, thank you for that, by the way, that you would not come for yourself, or not come yourself, I will say nothing. So, Eris is a little, little jaded that Ikora won't actually leave the tower. Yeah, because even Savala did. And actually, 
Zavala has a few times. Um, well, but no, for Ikora the is pretty much rings, though. Stayed... He came. Go for it. It was very memorable when he he visited Eris. Yeah. <laughs> so he would launch people <laughs> in made a bunch of... <laughs> Cole was yeah, one of them. That's... Cole was in the right spot. She had no idea it was coming. <laughs> it was glorious. I wonder um, if that accident in the tower sign refreshes when that happens if Savala kills someone on a mission <laughs> I don't know I think that's re- like lo- location based the tower how many ta- to how you. many people the commander has killed yeah yeah that there you go uh Zavala stayed in the tower there has been a meeting called for the consensus which has been interesting have you guys read about this in Hollow Words? It's the, uh, I think it's a fusion rifle. I haven't read that one yet, no. So there's a meeting. It's in the show notes for us, so if that link is there if you want to check it out. But there's a meeting of the consensus, quote-unquote, which, granted, consensus does not have the speaker anymore, so is it really consensus? Don't know. But there's future war cult, Dead Orbit, New Monarchy, Zavala, and Ikora. And Ikora and Zavala are explaining what's going on in the this upcoming battle and what will be needed. And some of the things that are needed is basically um, Rasputin. Future War Cult is actually going to allow Rasputin to... Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. Yeah. This is the one where they're like, yes. but you have to have Anna's approval. And they're like, Ugh. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so Zavala talks about when Rasputin fell, a hidden agent was dispatched to investigate the pyramid's nature and divine its intent. They are supported by guardian operatives. They will work to contain the darkness while we evacuate nearby assets and evaluate engagement strategies. In our haste to act, we were caught flat-footed. When we choose to strike again, we must be sure of its efficacy. We may only get one chance. You have all brought wisdom to this meeting. I have considered your counsel, Executor. I request the new monarchy support us as they did so graciously when the Red Legion struck. Organize the movement of our people and coordinate with Soraya Hawthorne, which I think is flippin' hilarious, oh, oh, yeah. by the way. He, he kind of puts... He, yeah, he kind of puts all of them in their place, like, in, in mm-hmm. his own way. Yeah, so uh, Zavala asked for... Uh, Hideo and Hawthorne to work together and then that's to secure them within the walls. Jalal requests that Dead Orbit ships ferry the wayward home and provide transit security. In return you will both be granted full access to the Vanguard's Luna site resources which that is interesting as well. well meaning that they get moon side resources. Right and the other the other thing there is so okay so exec the executor is actually beholden to soraya which i find interesting he has to coordinate with soraya so soraya actually has kind of a, a position of power over him and then also that's the interesting thing for the dead orbit piece is that he's actually having dead orbit bring people home mm-hmm. keep, keep in mind that's the do. exact opposite of what dead orbit wants to do so i mean like Zavala's kind of pulling some pulling rank on people here and i, I really oh liked yeah it. yeah it he stopped asking and started no, telling. Yeah, because yeah. There well, for a like, while, they were making Savala seem like he wasn't the commander. Yeah, he didn't mm-hmm. have, like, they were just like, oh, Savala says, oh, let's do this. And everyone's like, nah. And then he's like, okay. 
And then, you know, like that John Mulaney skit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, we're going to go hunt There's Aldrin. still a little okay. bit of pushback. <laughs> yeah. There's still a little pushback from both New Monarchy and Dead Orbit actually is not. Uh, looks like Jalal's actually pretty fine with it. Of course, Hideo's like, a late invitation, but acceptable. But it seems like, it's like, seems like okay. Dead Orbit, like earlier they said, like, well, the time for our plan is past, so whatever y'all say, we'll do. Yeah. Um, yeah, which like is how, great. Uh, how future- Lakshimi 2 is just like, I don't care. Let's do it. Just get the guns. Yeah. So Lakshmi of Future War Cult says Project Stronghold will require additional or Zavala saying this to Lakshmi Project Stronghold will require additional printings Ada One has agreed to lend her equipment and expertise to assist in this endeavor is this satisfactory and then Lakshmi says our forges are ready and eager we request to assist the Bray in in evaluating damage to the war mind Zavala says, offer the help. Anna will accept it, I'm sure, so long as you defer to her oversight. <laughs> this Lakshmi's like, we don't defer. <laughs> yeah, Lakshmi's like, her standing is tenuous. We believe it amicable to offer partnership, not support. Which Zavala, <laughs> you may suggest as much. Zavala's like, Kids, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I read that passage. Above. Good luck. Like, oh, future War Cult got away without having to get softly scolded, but then this happens, right? Because right, and it's it's kind of nice with the fact that everybody's working together. Like Ada, Ada is not necessarily going away story wise, even though Black Armory is disappearing. She's going to be helping Future War Cult with these printers, essentially three D printing more guns, as well as trying to figure out what's going on with Rasputin, which is nice that they're involved in it as well. My, my favorite faction yeah, work with of... my favorite NPC. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Exos, Exo Stranger, oh leaving out anything from the trailer that we know that's coming with us dealing with her. The last time we saw her physically was in the tower back in D1. Because they edited her out of the New Light mission, right? Correct. Okay. Like She's been gone a long time. Um, the last mention we have of her, or at least hint of her, was from Marasov back in and, Mara's final yeah, week. That was tenuous, to, tenuous at best, too. Right, but it's still it's it's not really t- as tenuous as you would think, considering the line that Mara uses, and I transcribe that in our show notes as well because she uses the line with a side should always be taken, even if it's the wrong side. Right, that is a direct quote from the Ishtar Library mission, if I remember correctly, from D one. Yes. So there's at least that connection with her. So we know that she's been working in the background. We just don't know what she's been doing. So her placement is, as far as where we know she's going to be, on Europa. But as far as where she lies in the battle ahead, I think that's still a little bit up in the air, considering that she's throwing in a little bit with Mara. Because Mara is still somewhat of a tenuous ally yeah like it Mara's definitely 
gives off the vibe she's going to do the same thing as kind of Drifter, where she's just ensuring herself, but we're not 100% mm-hmm. sure yet. I mean, honestly, they've left it open enough where she could literally just join the darkness if they really wanted to. I don't think they're going to do that, but the option is open. I don't think open. they'll go there, because that will, that will alienate so many... <laughs> so many players we are actually going to take a quick ad break and then we're going to continue on and i think since we've kind of talked about osiris let's talk about one more connection with him before we move on to a different connecting group so ad break and we'll be right back tune into the spin foil theory podcast for questions for queries did the hive really just body shame the vex into changing their frames? For special guests. All the guests. For spinfoil theories. Mars Sabbath Moon. The spinfoil theory podcast. Insert information here. So why didn't he didn't give the you didn't give the information? We didn't give, you, give me the information. Oh, uh, yeah. spinfoil theory is available on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Uh, you can also get us at at Twitter at Spinfoil Theory and or uh, uh, Spinfoil Theory at gmail.com. Okay. Osiris, besides his cute little um, being force-fed candy corn by Saint-14 in Festival of the Lost, These are if you terrible. haven't seen this card, yes. just go look at it. It's adorable. It's We know who <laughs> is in charge of that <laughs> dominance in that relationship as far as friendship goes or if you're... A purveyor of there's something more going on there, but as far as connections to everything coming up within our current story, Osiris's biggest connection has to do with something that Brother Vance said in Trials and Tribulations in Chapter Six, Seven, and Eight. Brother Vance goes and visits Marasov, and Mara he tries to make a deal with Mara. Mara basically goes. Yeah, I don't exactly need your help, little man. And but I'll, you can do something for me. Yeah, well, she also tells him to stop. Like, she, yeah, she's like, you he need doesn't. To, you need to quit while you're ahead. Yes. Yep. And Vance doesn't because it's Brother Vance. Which part of me, I was wondering when I was going over those cards again the other day, if that is on purpose or not. If Mara knows that he isn't going to quit. And eggs him on. Me, yeah, maybe, because that was part of the time where Vance was pretty. Wasn't he pretty self? No, he he had the consensus of people around him helping him. I'm just trying to think if there was a reason for him to stop. Uh, so besides everyone not liking it, he was he was pretty set in his path at that point. Like he was convinced that mm-hmm. he was on to. I mean, he was on to something. That's the thing. It's like. Vance wasn't wrong. It's just both Mara and Osiris both are kind of like you don't understand the powers that you're playing with and you're going to mm-hmm. you're going to cause you're going to cause more harm than good if you keep going down this path basically is what I kind of got from it. Um right. Vance was like he knew he knew enough that he was being dangerous, if that makes sense. Like he he knew just enough to actually cause damage, which is more than most people, but he did not understand the the scope of what he was kind of poking 
<laughs> and so Mara yeah. and Osiris are like, you need to stop. <laughs> like, do not wake that bear. Like, that, that is something we don't want to wake up right now. I did but I did hear one crazy theory about you know the whole death tones from the lighthouse. I was listening to mm-hmm. Destiny Down Under the other day. And did y'all hear their theory about it? That well, Log's theory or Matt's theory? The one about the Paul McCartney song. Oh I have no idea how they got to that point. Chats, I cannot remember. Chat <laughs> does not agree with you. <laughs> that when Vance wrote down the tones and stuff, it wrote that song, that terrible song. <laughs> and that's canon. Such a, oh man. It's such a spinfoil thing, but there is an like a tiny bit to support that with the fact that that song is referenced in the end of um was it duress and egress mm-hmm. i believe so so yeah gosh no um so back to trials and tribulations he has that conversation with mara mara tells him to stop his what he's doing and then tells him that you're going to go give osiris a message from me which basically gives brother vance the f- one thing that he has always wanted a legitimate reason to go and see osiris because Osiris doesn't want anything to do with them. And that message is to plant the seed. Fun point of order about these cards, specifically I believe it is in chapter 6, there is a call out of being air vents in this location where he's meeting the queen. There are no air vents in the Dreaming City nor in the throne world, so it's very likely that Trials and Tribulations takes place either at the Vestian Outpost or on one of Mara's ships. Most likely the Vestian Outpost. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because the Vestian Outpost is the gateway to the rest of the reef. Mm-hmm. And Vance was there already. Vance had already been out there for... Uh, well, cur- or not Curse of Osiris, but the uh, Trials of Osiris originally when he was the vendor for that. Right, and that's where the Trials and Tribulations gets a little wonky with timelines. Because it's like, mm-hmm. when did that meeting actually happen? I think it happened before Taking King. I think it happened right. before well, no, TTK I mean, no, because I mean he had a like, physical audience. Which also points out a couple of different interesting things because Osiris didn't have a seed until very recently. Do we know that? Well, he had to yeah, get the information from Rasputin, didn't he? Rasputin, yep. He got the information from Rasputin, and that was the cutscene that he he stormed in and got all grumpy. He's like, "I know, I don't approve of you." Like, like that whole cutscene, which was, um, oh god, what was that? It, le- it was a couple weeks before season of the Worthy, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that was the whole thing that grumpy man gets mad at the cloud meme from right that right that meeting was what led him to find um the same anomaly that anna finds later because then that feeds back because the the idea was that rasputin knew about the anomaly because he had encountered it with anna that whole thing so like that whole time thing is actually a little bit wibbly wobbly because if mara told him to plant the seed back before taking king but osiris didn't have a seed until like literally a couple seasons ago 
Like that's a that's a pretty big jump in time as far as Well, we don't we also don't know when Brother Vance actually delivered the message. Right, because right, right, I right. right. But, what but my point rem- is that Mara had the message. Like Mara like gave Vance the message. Mara knew. And yeah, she was aware of it. I'm trying to think. Chapter eight. Uh let's see here. I he, Vance must have given Osiris the message fairly recently though, because yes, I, Vance I has talked about Because he went and found him at the sundial, no, if I remember correctly. Right. Yeah, that's what I was just looking up. Vance has also talked about wanting to meet Osiris for ever. Yeah. Fanboy is fanboy. Yeah. But Right. It's weird what like I don't know if that is or maybe Mara is on a ship somewhere and we don't know where. Like that that's the other option. Mm-hmm. Because that air vent comment in chapter six really kind of throws a wrench in the everything timeline wise, I agree. They could be very, very far apart, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean Occam's razor would argue that it's her on a ship somewhere. And it's recent. Right. But I'm just saying, Possibly. like, if it, is, if it is the Vestian outpost, we know that Vance was there. Um, you know, we know that that had air vents. Like, there's there's a lot of things that could, depending on how convoluted of a logic you want to go down, I guess is my right. point. I mean, Black Flag is making a point in chat that Mara mm-hmm. does have dreams of her future which is true she's done it a few different times one of them being her death by orcs another one being the fact Uh, that she's going to meet the exo stranger yeah and dancing is also making the point that there's a grimoire card disciples of osiris from feora to vance that says if they know of the trials the tower will not suspect your other motive for dwelling so close to the margins between light and dark uh, and bit of dancing goes on to say that that message from Feor to Vance, at least to him, implies the audience with Mara was Vance's second objective on the Vestine outpost. That would make sense. That would also that would make sense too. Yep. <laughs> so here's what I want to do. I actually want to talk about the um, the elephant in the room of Mara Sov because she's tied to so many of these characters. Sure's here. She would. Hmm. Oh. I thought you said elephant in the room, so I thought you were talking about sure. I mean, there's sure too, because I mean, sure and Mara. We don't know exactly where sure is besides dead. Is she though? Oh, that that's that's (sighs) just like taking a nap in Destiny. It's just yeah. You're just out of commission for a minute. You just rest. (laughs) Get get some senso. Get those get those senso beans. Let's go. Yeah. I don't even... I don't want to go down that one, because that's just... There's so much spin foil when it comes to Jure. Uh Mara. Mara's last known position was in her makeshift throne world realm, where we used to visit her when it mattered, because it doesn't... You could still go there. Mm-hmm. just doesn't matter anymore, because you're not going to get anything. But uh, her last speech with us was the one that basically alerted us that the Exo Stranger is likely going to come back. And that is when it's her little speech also about how light and dark is very um, the themes that we've been seeing lately. So it just goes when there is too much darkness in the universe light must cast it away. And when there is too much light 
Darkness must drown it out. This truth is our burden. This is what it is to be awoken. I dreamt of a friend I will come to have. She will tell me a side should always be taken, even if it's the wrong side. I think I should like her. The next act is about to begin, and I do not know when I will return. Fear nothing. Bow to no one. We will meet again one day. And... I mean, she calls out the themes that we've been seeing in the prophecy dungeon. She calls out the themes that we've been just having all over the place this season. She also calls out the Exo Stranger, which we know is coming back. Uh, the the theory that Mara is going to go on the dark side, that I think is partially from this quote of hers. The fact that she's like, even if it's the wrong side. Maybe... I don't personally believe she will, but they definitely let it left it open that if they decided to, they can say, "Oh, yeah. she said this." You know, something else I discovered fairly recently that really weirds me out, and I, I want to get your guys's take on this. There is a card that came out this season. Season of the Arrivals came out six nine twenty twenty. Hold fast mark. It is the Titan's mark from this season. It has a story tied to Julian and Aldrin when they went to the Black Garden. And it's bizarre in so much that it has to do with Julian talking to Mara about the trip and basically getting berated, not berated, but a stern talking to from Mara about the whole thing. It seems very odd to have this tiny bit of information thrown in here because the last time we had gotten anything about Julian and Aldrin going into the Black Garden was Forsaken two years ago. Do you guys have any thoughts on to why this card came in now? I think it's a reminder that Julian's still around. Because Julian is going to be, <clears throat> I think that if anyone is going to be able to reach Aldrin in his new state as a guardian, Julian will be the, probably one of the ones that will try. I can see that being a connection. Now, not to say that Aldrin's going to remember, because we also have previous encounters with the the Awoken meeting guardians, and then like the guardian has no idea. Like I can't remember his name. Uh, but there was a guardian who didn't even recognize his own daughter. Um, mm-hmm. But like Julian is saying, you know, in this card, he's like he re- he refers to Aldrin as his brother. Um, he says, you know, he's he he saved my life more times than I can count, and not just in battle. He saved me from despair, from self doubt. When LaVisca mm-hmm. died, when my world was crumbling, he saved me from myself. Um, so I can see Julian trying to do the same to Aldrin, you know, especially if Aldrin as, you know, the crow or whoever he becomes in the guardian with the blank slate that he has, um, you know, he goes on to say that Aldrin is my brother. I love him and I would follow him anywhere. I'd follow him into death if he asked. Um, and so again, I just, I see Julian being kind of a redemptive force more so for Aldrin um, because if Aldrin as a guardian 
which we've seen with the uh the dawning card where he's kind of hiding out in the 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 shipping crates Mm -hmm. and he's just like he's just hunkered down and he he literally is in the middle of despair he's in he's in self-doubt he's in all these things and you know pulled pork is is a is a force of force of happiness but he's only so much i think if jolian ever found aldrin in that state i think that is going to be i i I see him being the road back to having aldrin as a major figure because he will try to save him in the same way that aldrin saved him like he will try to return that favor yeah what do you think i mean i saint that seems like a pretty likely option um, I'm not 100% sure if they'll show Jolien, but um, they might just be throwing this card in just to have Aldrin fresh in the mind in case they decide to have, you, you know, that cutscene that people have been sharing since before D1 was released of Aldrin in the Cosmodrome. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. many people speculating that he's going to be part of the new base campaign, I guess, for new players. That they might just be keeping Ultron, Aldrin in people's minds because he'll appear in the Cosmodrome. Um, Jolien seems like the best bet for leading Aldrin back into being around people, pretty much. Because um, every right. other way I could think of with Aldrin, it would be, still be kind of forced or would take a lot of explaining on why that person would right. be with them. Because before what Blue explained, the only way, main way I could think of with the characters that they're talking about is maybe having Aldrin, like have Savala take Aldrin under his wing or something like that. Maybe. Possibly. But that Possibly. would be I mean, a hop, skip, and a jump away from where we are now. You know, it... It puts Savala in a pretty difficult situation as well. When you foster somebody who has the face of someone that many people tend to hate you don't get looked at in a very nice way unfortunately yeah, but the way they portray Savala um, as he's he doesn't make popular decisions you know um <laughs> yeah. i could see him they could easily make him the one who is more understanding towards aldrin being a new person they could also do it with icor they could kind of do a little subversion where Savala hasn't dealt with how he feels towards aldrin since, you know, he wasn't the one who went after Aldrin or anything. He was the one just trying to get past the situation. They could play it off where Ikora's already worked through her feelings about it. You know, and she takes right. care of Aldrin. And Savala's the one with the problem with it. Because he hasn't dealt with any of what he's been through. He's just been pushing it to the side. I have a job to do sort of thing. Yeah, but that would true. be That would be a lot of legwork for that story, I feel like. This is true. I mean, it could be something brought up. We don't know what's going to happen with that until it happens at this point. So um, where we're at in the episode, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up the introduction episode, which for those of you ready for the advanced episode in live chat or for those of you who are in the podcast form later, um, we're going to dive into Eris Morn, The Nine, and Drifter. Because those three are very, very, very much so more involved than anybody else at this point, including Marasov. So look forward to that episode in your feeds. And for those of you who are in chat, once we get back from break, you'll get to hear that. But final thoughts for this episode of where we're at so far. Blue? 
Um, dancing, I, I'm going to give this over to Dancing, actually. He says that I think I brought. I think they brought this up to be reminded of the Black Garden, especially since the stranger was originally the one pointing us towards it. It also works in as a tie-in for the announced meetup between Mara and the stranger. So that's, I mean, that's a really good uh, thought as well for the, the Jolian thing. There... It- there's also a card, and I don't remember which one it is, and I read through it yesterday, that mentioned that the Black Garden had the original tree. Hmm. Okay. I'll have to yeah, see if I'll I can dig for it again. I don't know what but, you're talking about, but I can't you remember the, the name of it. Uh, any final thoughts for you, Saint, before we take a small break? I'll, I'll try to find that card later. No, not that I know of. Cool. Shoutouts? Uh, Shoutouts, Blue? I'm going to take it. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Green because if you haven't guessed by now, she did all the show notes on this one and it's an amazing, amazing job. Uh, so I really appreciate her doing that and making it where we actually have an episode tonight. Um, and then also my other shout out is for Corn- Cornholio from the Destiny show. Um, he gave some really, really good information about the website situation and actually showed me how to use a couple different tools that I was not aware of, um, which actually helped kind of guide a more logical decision on what we were doing with that. Uh, so a really big, really big thank you to that. Saint, do you have any shout outs? Um, no. Well, what Blue said about Green putting okay. the episode notes together, because I tried researching it and that was hard. Yeah, it's. I felt like the um, the aliens guy a little bit, or is it um, the office? The guy that has the sticky notes and the papers, oh, no, Sunny from Philadelphia. Uh, red tape. Yeah, Sunny from Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I felt like that guy. I really, really wanted to see if I could find. I have a whiteboard that would take up a good portion of the wall behind me that I could just do that with and i was really tempted to buy a poster board or do the white whiteboard wall just so you guys could see what's in my head as what's going on because it's it's a little crazy and you're gonna hear i think a lot more of that once we get into this advanced episode Um, but when you told me the topic for this i thought you meant like we're going to do a checkup on everybody Everybody. Oh gosh! And then no. I saw the show nope. list. I was like, okay, thank goodness. Because I was starting to just write down bad one sentence explanations of everything, so I would at least be a little funny about it. Because there was no way yeah. I was going to be able to figure all that out. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I. Uh, it's it's been interesting. I really wanted. I thought about trying to do everybody, including like Callus, because he's going to play a part in the future. So or so we've been led to believe, and a few of the other like slightly darker characters that are out there besides Zavathun. <laughs> so but I decided to just stick with the light side yeah. because it's a little easier to see where we're at compared to where everybody the else we're likely is at. to actually deal with in beyond light, not like right. way later. Yep, cool. yep. But blue Well as always, I want to thank you for your time, and until next time, remember, with wisdom we conquer, stand strong, stand tall, and keep exploring. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can be found at www.thelorenetwork.com. 
Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire, and may your light shine bright. You've been listening to a Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.